Josh Haston here, Israel Uncensored, on the Land of Israel Network at thelandofisrael.com. It is Monday, August the 22nd, 2022, the 25th of Av 5782. Hope you are well, hope you are safe in your part of the world. I am also broadcasting this first part of my weekly show here on Facebook Live as well. Sorry about last week, but uh, I didn't do a podcast. I was up in the north enjoying the beautiful Golan Heights in Israel, swimming in the Kinneret and everything else in the north. It was absolutely unbelievable and just really, really beautiful to be in northern Israel, but I didn't do a podcast. So I want to jump right into um, the first topic of today. And this is a story that came out, I believe it was last uh, Tuesday or Wednesday, but it's still making the rounds in the news. And I'll quote here from JNS News. Uh, Berlin police opened a preliminary inquiry into whether Palestinian Authority leader Mahmoud Abbas broke German laws against incitement of hatred when he claimed Israel had committed 50 holocausts. Again, this is Mahmoud Abbas, the head of the PA, saying that Israel committed 50 holocausts against the Arabs here in this area. Abbas's statements made during a press conference with German Chancellor Olaf Scholz last Tuesday were in response to a question about if he would apologize for the massacre of the Israeli coaches and athletes by uh, Arab terrorists during the 1972 Summer Olympics as we approach the 50th, if you want to call it an anniversary, of that horrible event. According to the AP, downplaying the Holocaust is a criminal offense in Germany, but a preliminary inquiry does not automatically mean a full investigation. Uh, Mahmoud Abbas's comments, of course, drew international condemnation. Schultz called Israeli Prime Minister Yair Lapid to clarify that Germany opposes Abbas's trivialization of the Holocaust. Um, He came out with a statement, and of course, Israel's leaders came out with a statement as well. Abbas then went on to walk back his comments last Wednesday and issued essentially a phony apology about accusing Israel of 50 holocausts. So let's see if the world forgives his uh, forgives Mahmoud Abbas for his phony apology or they um, continue to hold him responsible for the comments that he made. But my take on this whole story here Monday, now almost a week later, is This should not be shocking news at all, okay? Let's remember who we're talking about here, who we're dealing with. This is Mahmoud Abbas, the head of the PA, and you can look this up on Ynet, which says that his 1982 dissertation to get his PhD was called The Other Side, The Secret Relationship Between Nazism and Zionism, where Abbas not only doubts the existence of gas chambers, He minimizes the number of Jews who perished in the Holocaust. He also accuses the Zionist movement of secretly colluding with the Nazis and supporting the genocide of the Jews of Europe. This was his PhD. This is what he wrote about um, in a Moscow university. That's who Mahmoud Abbas is. So it should not be shocking in any way, shape, or form. It should not be a surprise to anyone that Mahmoud Abbas... Number one, uh, downplays the Holocaust. And number two, uh, goes on to accuse Israel of carrying out 50 Holocausts against the Arabs in this area. Not shocking. Okay, so I don't, I don't see what the 
the big story is here, obviously reprehensible, but it should not be a surprise to anyone. Now, in addition to that, what's also very disturbing is the fact that just this past December, Israel's very own defense minister, uh, Benny Gantz, hosted Mahmoud Abbas, the Holocaust denier, in his Rosh Hayin home, and the two have met several times. Now, I'm not just going to pick on our current defense minister. Previous Israeli administrations have sat down with Mahmoud Abbas, knowing full, uh, full well who he is. So let's not only pick on the, the current government of Israel, but so many voices out there still believe that even, even now, after these comments, uh, including Defense Minister Gantz, many voices still think that uh, Israel needs to bolster the PA, uh, to build up the PA as the alternative to Hamas. Ironically, though, we're already seeing the legitimacy of Hamas. Just look at last at the last operation in Gaza just several weeks ago, where Hamas sat out, which was probably a smart decision on their part, uh, gaining brownie points uh, from Israel and countries all over the world for, for, uh, for staying out of it. And here we are today, uh, the PIJ, the so-called Palestinian Islamic Jihad, they're the ones who are now seen as the terrorists. Hamas are viewed essentially as the legitimate rulers in Gaza, more moderate than the PIJ. Hamas, now they're now the good terrorists, right? The PIJ, they're the bad ones. And that's how this works. That's how this policy has been working now for years. Originally, the PLO was a designated terror organization. We legitimized the PLO, formed the PA, and then Hamas, they were the bad guys. And now it seems that Hamas is, has gained legitimacy and the PIJ, uh, they're the bad guys. And this policy, how we always have to have an address on the other side, no matter what, as bad as they are, people forget about Hamas blowing up cafes and buses on a regular basis in the early 2000s, almost on a daily basis. That we're going to forget about. We're going to uh, praise them, I guess, for staying out of this. And we're going to focus on these, the now bad terrorists in the PIJ. Um, back to that, you know, back to the operation itself, of course, uh, Israel did a lot of good things. We killed a lot of bad guys, a lot of less evil in the world right now. Um, but on the other hand, we did not get back the bodies of the two IDF soldiers from 2014. And at the same time, uh, the Israelis currently being held in uh, Gaza were not released. So there's a lot of work to be done there. And at the same time, the terrorists are not fully out of commission in Gaza. There's still uh, a terror organization running Gaza. And they are still the ones calling the shots. They're Hamas. And of course, now we have the PIJ with a significant arsenal of uh, missiles and rockets aimed at Israel. So sorry to be glass uh, half uh, empty, even at the same time, while we have to recognize that this was nothing short of a miracle. The fact that our enemies fired 1,100 rockets without one uh, civilian casualty here in Israel. So thank God for that. Uh, absolutely a miracle in my book. But whether it's three months from now, six months from now, a year from now, we're, uh, we're definitely going to see another escalation in Gaza whenever one of the terror groups there decides that they are going to uh, escalate the situation. They're going to fire rockets at Israel or, or what have you, whatever it is. Um, so here we are 21 years after the first rockets were launched at Sterot and all the other communities in the Western Negev and at the Jewish communities at Gaza, let's not forget. That's where this all started. So here we are 21 years later, the rockets are still being launched. That hasn't changed. But back to the original point here, uh, Mahmoud Abbas is not hiding 
Once again, not hiding what he truly believes. He's a Holocaust denier. He's an anti-Semite. And it is my opinion that Israel should not legitimize him in any way, shape, or form. He is a terrorist in a suit. Um, no better than Hamas, in my opinion. And whether it's this government or future governments, uh, he should be uh, minimalized. He should be put to the side. He should not be given the legitimacy. Um, certainly as a uh, as a Holocaust denier. So not shocked by his comments. It's still in the news cycle, and I'm sure it will be for days, uh, the upcoming days ahead. I'm going to turn off the Facebook Live now um, and continue with the rest of my podcast. If you want to hear the rest of the show, um, thelandofisrael.com is where it's going to be posted later on today, and anywhere else you get your podcasts, that is where we are located here on the Internet. Again, Josh Haston coming to you from Jerusalem, the eternal capital of the state of Israel and the Jewish people. I'm going to turn off the Facebook Live and then continue with the podcast. Hope you are well. Hope you are safe. And don't forget, you can get in touch with me anywhere in the world on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or my email address, josh at thelandofisrael.com. Thanks so much. Have a great day, everyone. Every Sunday, join the Land of Israel Fellowship. This live interactive Zoom experience is hosted by Jeremy Gimpel and Ari Abramowitz, with participants from around the world. To join, visit thelandofisrael.com slash fellowship. We are back. Josh Haston here. Israel Uncensored on the Land of Israel Network at thelandofisrael.com. It is August 22nd, 2022, the 25th of Av, 5782. In the first segment, I detailed my thoughts on how this whole Mahmoud Abbas story is not really shocking at all, even though he was on German soil, accusing Israel of uh, carrying out 50 holocausts. Not shocking at all. That's who he is. And I also detailed the what I believe is are the miracles from Israel's operation in Gaza two weeks ago when the Palestinian Islamic Jihad fired 1,100 rockets, and thank God we had no deaths here in the state of Israel. Uh, speaking of miracles, Arut Sheva, uh, Israel National News reports that terrorists opened, opened fire on Saturday evening at an Israeli Egged bus near Kfar Silwad in the Binyamin region, that's north of Jerusalem, according to an IDF source, at least eight bullet holes were identified on the bus itself. The bus was hit eight times. No injuries reported. Uh, and the Israeli security forces, I do, I do not believe any arrests have been made. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe uh, things did happen since Saturday night and just haven't been uh, publicized or published. But security forces searching the area for the terrorists who shot at a civilian passenger bus. Uh, again, miraculous in my opinion. Also on Saturday night, um, I-24 reports that the IDF Israeli soldiers arrested three PA Arab women carrying a firearm, a firearm and, a, and suicide notes stating they wished to die while carrying out a terrorist attack against Israelis. The three would-be terrorists were detained near a checkpoint in the area of Al-Femenashe in the Shomron they were spotted driving toward the checkpoint where they were apparently where they apparently intended to gun down Israeli soldiers. 
They were detained before they could reach their destination. They were armed with a Carlo, an improvised machine gun, submachine gun, women taken in for interrogation by Israeli security services, according to a military spokesperson. Thank God again for the IDF. Thank God himself. Uh, Thank God for preventing this potential mass casualty terror attack just on Saturday night. I wonder if anyone really knows, you know, outside of Israel that all of this stuff is going on. I mean, I doubt that, you know, you know, when there's no blood, there's no news. That's how, unfortunately, that's how many circles uh, work um, when it comes to reporting. But I wonder if anyone really understands that a bus was shot up and that three women, Arab women, were going to try to murder Israelis. Curious to know if the world knows about that. I'll tell you where the mind of most of the European Union is. Here's an article from yesterday's Jerusalem Post. Nine European countries condemn the IDF's closure of Palestinian NGO offices. That's the headline in the J Post. Nine European nations condemn the IDF raid, which was carried out on Thursday in the offices of seven NGOs designated as terror organizations. That's what the European Union is worried about. They're not worried about uh, innocent Jews being shot at or attempted terror attacks. They're worried about Israel uh, closing down these NGOs, the offices of these NGOs who are related to PFLP terrorists. And the European Union is going ballistic that Israel closed these offices. The European nations have been at odds with Israel over our designation in October of six NGOs as terror organizations explaining that Israel has not shown them compelling evidence to back up the claim. So we owe it to the European Union or the European countries. We have to show them evidence why we believe these are terror organizations. I'll tell you what their concern is. Their concern is is that how can they possibly legitimize funding these organizations when Israel is labeling them as terrorist organizations? That's, that's where their head must be. It's all about the money because they love to sponsor these types of organizations, they love to fund them. And now, you know, how are they, how are they going to get away with funding these organizations if they are terror organizations? So they want evidence from Israel. They're not worried about anything else in the world, a million other things going on. But they want to know why Israel is taking the necessary action to close these fronts for terrorists who try to murder Jews. And let me just ask, can anyone hear this story? Hotel siege in Somalia? 21 dead, 117 hurt. Did you hear about this? Was this on the front page? Did the European Union go crazy about this story? Uh, CBS News reports Somali authorities on Sunday ended an attack by Islamic extremists that left 21 people dead and over 110 wounded when gunmen stormed a hotel in Mogadishu. It took Somali forces more than 30 hours to contain the fighters in an assault that began on Friday evening. So the siege is over now, 21 dead, and an Islamic terror organization carried this out. And I'd like to know, maybe I'm wrong, maybe I'm wrong. I'd like to know if this is on the front page all over the world, if the European Union is going crazy, or are these countries too busy worried about Israel trying to shut down terror organizations uh, posing as uh, legitimate NGOs? Are they too concerned about that? Or are they going to care that these Somalis were murdered, over 110 wounded, 21 murdered. And I would bet 
that the world isn't going to care. European European uh, countries aren't going to go crazy. And by the way, uh, in regard to the uh, organizations that Israel shut down, the Biden administration also not too happy about the fact that Israel shut down the offices of these NGOs, uh, which are fronts for uh, terror organizations. So it's not just the Europeans. Let's be clear here. But let's see where the condemnation is in regard to Somalia from Biden, from Europe, and from everyone else, as that is the reality. Uh, but I wouldn't hold your breath. I wouldn't wait uh, for the world to go crazy about that story. Uh, JNS reported the other day that Congress members are again calling for the dissolution of the UN Commission of Inquiry, the COI, into Israel, I should say against Israel, following recent remarks by one of the commission's members in a letter to UN Secretary General Antonio Guterres, a bipartisan group of members of the U.S. House said they were deeply disappointed with not only the creation of the permanent COI last year, but statements by Milun Kothari uh, proving the COI's imbalance and prejudice against Israel. In late July, this uh, Milun Kothari, a so-called human rights, a phony human rights expert, he was on a podcast. He made statements which were no doubt anti-Semitic, uh, claiming that Israel practiced apartheid uh, against the Arabs and claiming that the Jewish lobby controls the media. Okay, so he made those comments. Congress, a bipartisan group of uh, congressmen, uh, put together this letter signed by 34 to the head of the UN uh, calling on them to get rid of this COI. But this is not like unusual. The fact that the UN uh, so-called Human Rights Council has a permanent line item in which they talk about Israel each and every time they meet. So now you have this commission of inquiry ongoing into Israel I don't think there's going to be a commission of inquiry into those terrorists who just murdered all those people in Somalia. But I'd like to extend a thank you to the members of Congress who are calling on the UN to get rid of the COI, uh, to take definitive action, to make it clear that anti-Semitism has no place in the UN. And how should they do so? By disbanding the COI, getting rid of it, which is really just there to uh, to bash the Jewish state of Israel, the one and only Jewish state in the world. I doubt the UN is going to disband this Israel Hate Fest Commission of Inquiry. As I said, this is part of their mandate, to spend the majority of their time on the one and only Jewish state. But I'm glad to see Congress acting against this UN joke. This next story, reported by the Jerusalem Post, you may want to get the tissues out before the American slash so-called Palestinian model, Bella Hadid, claimed in various interviews given over the past week that she lost jobs and friends over her anti-Israel views. Boo-hoo. I hope uh, you're not taking this too hard out there if you're listening to this podcast. Speaking to Libyan-American journalist Noor Taguri, Hadid said that when she first started actively supporting the so-called Palestinian cause, she had so many companies stop working with her. I, I don't know if I can get through the story. I'm devastated by it. And she added, I had friends that completely dropped me, like even friends that I had been having dinner with on Friday nights for seven years. Now they just won't let me into their house, the model said. 
Maybe, just maybe because these people, these Jews, have had enough and they don't want a Jew hater and an Israel hater over for Friday night dinner. Maybe they've had enough of that, but this poor model, this poor human rights activist who spends all her time not modeling, but spends a lot of her time bashing Israel is clearly an anti-Semite. You know, she's the, no, I can't be an anti-Semite. I have been having Shabbat dinner for the last seven years on Friday nights with Jews. So obviously I have no problems with the Jews. It's only Israel. It's only Israel. This is what they say time and time again. My best friends are Jewish. Where have we heard that before? No, I'm not getting the tissues out. I have no sympathy for Bella Hadid. I think one of her, I think her sister also is, uh, is into this anti-Israel game um, that they play. So no sympathy, even though I guess that's her PR angle here, trying to get support and sympathy over the fact that people won't invite her over for Friday night dinner anymore. Um, absolutely not, Bella. No sympathy for you and all the hate against Israel uh, that you have put on display over the last uh, several years. So go find Friday night dinner somewhere else or just eat at home by yourself. Good news that the, your Jewish friends have had enough of your nonsense and your hate. Finishing today's show on some positive Israel achieving in the world of sport. Uh, number one, Israel in the European Athletics Championship taking away five medals, from what I understand here reported by the Jerusalem Post, including some gold, some silvers, and some bronze, various medals in the 10-day uh, athletics championships, which concluded yesterday. So congratulations to Team Israel. They even won a, a team medal, I believe, in the marathon event. So congratulations to Team Israel. And some more good news from the world of sports. This reported today by the Jerusalem Post. Gymnast Artem Dolgopayet. You remember him? He won a gold for Israel at the Tokyo Olympics in rhythmic I think it's rhythmic gymnastics, artistic gymnastics. That's his sport. He won gold in Tokyo, and yesterday he won gold again at the European Championships. So congratulations to him and to all of those Israeli athletes taking home the hardware wherever they're competing all over the world. So that's a great, great Way to end today's show. My name is Josh Haston. This has been another edition of Israel Uncensored on the Land of Israel Network at thelandofisrael.com. It is the 22nd of August, 2022, the 25th of Av, 5782. It's crazy to say this, but summer is almost over, at least on paper. You know, September 1st, the kids in Israel all go back to school. So this is like the last full week of summer even though, you know, technically there's still another month yet left until the fall. And uh, we're now on this uh, stretch, another five and a half or so weeks until the Jewish high holidays. So it's pretty crazy that Rosh Chodesh Elul, uh, the final month of the year, begins on uh, Rosh Chodesh is this Shabbat and Sunday. And the Sephardim out there will actually begin the Slichot, uh, prayers very early in the morning leading up to the high holidays and they will be joined by the Ashkenazic Jews in several several weeks as we head towards Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur and the Jewish high holidays. Uh, get in touch with me during the week 
Josh at thelandofisrael.com. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn as well. This has been another edition of Israel Uncensored on the Land of Israel Network at thelandofisrael.com. Shout out to Benjamin Bresky, engineer extraordinaire, Tabitha Epstein for everything, everything she does behind the scenes. Coming to you on this Monday from just outside the walls of the old city of Jerusalem, Israel's eternal, undividable capital. Wishing everyone out there only good things, safety, security. Have a great week, everybody from Jerusalem. Shalom, shalom. The question is, why are the Jews there in the first place? The Jewish people have been yearning to return to their ancient homeland for a long time. The Yishai Fleischer Show, the voice of a new generation of pro-Israel activists. And there's only two kinds of minorities in the Middle East, armed or unarmed. Inspiring minds to think differently. That jihadism doesn't just attack Jews. It attacks Christians, and it mostly attacks Muslims. Inspiration, spirituality, and politics. So first and foremost, this country is here to defend Jewish people and to live in its ancestral homeland. Listen to the Yishai Fleischer Show every week on the Land of Israel Network at thelandofisrael.com.